everybody. My name is Andrew Livingston, and I'm in ninth grade. Um, I just wanted to share with you, you might have remembered, I uh, came up here and talked a little bit about this last time, but inside that little highlighted circle are more people than outside, so that's pretty amazing to think about. There's a lot of people in Korea. Some of the pictures will show you. But uh, I want to share with you guys a little bit about street ministry. It's um, basically wherever we're going, right in this picture, it's like to the bus, uh, on the bus to the DMZ. And this kid next to me, his name was Matthew. He was from Beijing. And uh, I got to talk to him a little bit and give him our little Korea team bracelet and share the gospel a little bit with him. It was, the DMZ was a great time. and It was really special. And uh, the or- at the orphanage, um, there was a bunch of teenagers running around. They were really cool and happy and everything, but it'd be kind of hard if I was them because they really need sponsors like you guys if you're willing. And uh, because when they graduate high school, they just kind of get kicked out. So if they have a sponsor, they can go to college. But if not, they just kind of get a local job and try and make ends meet. And the camp was really fun. Some of those campers there are from my cabin. Some of the name was Chester, Daniel, uh, David. Yeah, those are some guys from camp. It was really fun. And so, <laughs> kind of in the zone there on that one, but... That's a camp game where uh, they make you stand, all the campers in your cabin have to stand in a hula hoop that's like about a foot in diameter, so that was a pretty fun game. There's a bunch of crazy games like that they put together. And these are the motions. The director, uh, Steve Nichols' daughter, Abby, she kind of puts all those together, so we were just kind of helping her out. We were the junior counselors there, so we were doing the motions for all the kids, and they were doing them along. It was a blast. But um, something I really took from this trip was before I left, I was just kind of had it set in my mind that everybody is just kind of the same. So the people in Sebring would be just like the people in Korea. But that wasn't really the case because the culture and like just respect level and how they're raised is really different over there. I thought it was cool. They're really considerate people and they, they love you a lot, even though you just met them. They're really fantastic people. It was a great trip. Thank you. Good morning. I'm Gracie Duncan, and this is Matthew. He was a Korean camp counselor um, at Word of Life in Jeju Island. And um, in Korean culture, it's very it's um, very common for when like your like auntie's family or people we knew there when they found out that we were in Korea, they just wanted to come see us, so they would just show up at any time. And so this is. Mike and Alicia Nichols and their kids, and we took them out for Bingsu. This is Joel. He was in Korea while we were there, and a lot of you may know him because he was in Sebring for a while, and he actually helped out with worship at church. This is some of Auntie's family. Um, they came and visited us at our hotel our last three days in Seoul. This is Bingsu. Um, Bingsu, we loved it. We had it probably two to three times every day while we were in Seoul. <laughs> um, it's kind of like ice cream, but it's more shaved ice, but it's not watery ice. It's milky ice. And um, they serve it to you in a huge bowl, and we all just kind of share it. Uh, this was at the orphanage we visited. Um, this was their pastor, and he was also their music leader, and they have 
three services every Sunday. Um, so he was really great. Um, while we were at the orphanage, uh, I got to play with the little kids and there was these little girls, all they wanted to do was race. So there was a little stretch of pavement and we just run back and forth, back and forth to see who would win. And they beat me every time. But, um, just as a joke, I ran past Hannah Livingston and I was like, how do you say rest in Korean? And so after we were done racing, I was sitting down with these little girls, and Hannah runs up, and she goes, rest is tall, Gracie, tall. So I'm telling these kids, I'm like, tall, tall, like, tall, I just want to sit and relax. And Hannah's cracking up over there. She's like, tall doesn't mean rest, it means more. (laughs) (laughs) This was um, me at camp, and... What I was doing there, they were playing a game, and we were just trying to, like, become the boundary so they wouldn't get out of the circle. Uh, I was a part of, me and Logan were a part of a group called Bible Club, and we were in charge of the whole evening portion. We led worship, we did games, we did a couple skits every night, so that was really interesting. Um... Through Bible Club, we were able to get close to a lot of the BI kids, the Bible Institute kids, um, and a lot of them spoke English because they weren't from Korea, and one night, we were talking to this um, guy, and he he was giving his testimony, and he was just kind of sharing like his thought on life, and he mentioned how everything is privilege, and I know we can, we'll all, like, think about it, and we're just like, yes, we don't deserve our nice house or our nice car or all the clothes we buy, Um, but it's not just about the materialistic things. It's also relationships, and I had never thought about it in that aspect, Um, but just how any relationship you're in, you need to take that as privilege. The Lord said, you only need food and clothes, and I will provide that for you, so just anything in your life, not even, not just the materialistic things. It's all privilege. Hello. (laughs) I'm Olivia, and I'm a senior. Woo! (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So a big part of the culture is travel. Uh, Because there are so many people, the population has such a large density that travel is huge so you either walk take a taxi or ride the bus all of which are very scary things to do (laughs) um so while we were at the orphanage we did a skit not the one that we did up here but one that was similar and the girls all did like a song it was jesus messiah and that went over well and in the picture actually we're having like a question and answer session with all the teenagers where they're just asking us random questions um so while we were at the orphanage, we also like played the most intense game of dodgeball I've ever been a part of. Um, <laughs> they their court was underneath an overpass because that was all the room they could have for that was underneath this overpass. So um, that's where we played, and sometimes we would lose the ball and would go into the road, and that was a scary process to retrieve it. So while we were at camp, we also did music. The girls did. I think we did three songs. Four, three or four songs, something like that. <laughs> and we performed them uh, certain times during service. 
And uh, this picture is probably one of my favorites <laughs> because there was just one really, really, really hot day. And so they decided to just play water games outside the whole day because they wanted us to all cool off. And in this picture, we were playing like egg toss but with water balloons. So it got down to me and my partner and another girl and her partner. Oh, I, I lost by just a hair, but that is one of my favorite pictures by far. And then this picture was... I miss this place. Okay. So this picture was while we were doing our cheer-offs um, before games and stuff. We would, like, cheer off each other. And Blue team had a cheer and red team had a cheer. And red team always won, but <laughs> we won in the end. Go blue team. Um, and this is... Actually, I take that back. This is my favorite picture. <laughs> um, these girls, Joy is in the dress. Well, Chun Joy is in the dress. The girl next to her is Sun Joy. And the girl beside her is Nadia. Um, man. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm still in contact with a lot of people from camp, but it's really kind of bittersweet. Like, I, I miss them a lot, and it's, it's kind of sad. But, you know, it just... This whole camp gave me such a great opportunity to just get closer to the Lord. Like, it really did. Because there were times when it was really, really, really hard to be there. Um, especially because it was my first time being so far away from my parents. I had never been that far away for so long. Um, and so just being there really helped me just dig into the Word and just, like, hold on to Christ because that's what I really needed. And there were a lot of people there that really helped encourage me to do that. Like Matthew, we saw one of the pictures of him. Joy, she helped a lot. So it's just you form relationships with these people, and you get to know the Lord in such a personal way that it's just incredible. And not only that, but you get to see the Lord working in people's lives from a completely different culture that you've never experienced before. So it's just really cool. <laughs> Good morning. I'm Nicole Cunningham, and in this next month, I'm actually going to Word of Life Bible Institute in Florida, so I'm very excited about that. Okay, so in this picture... Um, Auntie rounded up the girls. We were walking around one of the cities just shopping and stuff. And she found this place where they go and they dress up in their Korean attire and they go and take pictures. So we got to do that, which was really fun. And in Korea, um, part of their culture is they have doggy cafes, which is just like a little cafe where you can have like drinks and stuff. But you can also play and like pet with the dogs that they have. And it's just really cool because in their culture, they can't have, like, dogs um, because, you know, their city, there's not a lot of, like, outdoor environment, so it's hard to take care of them. So it's cool because they just get to go hang out with a couple of dogs for a couple hours, and then they get to um, go home. So um, at the orphanage, these were several boys that I got to hang out and play with, and I actually gave one who is next to me on my left um, my gator hat, which I had for several years, and I gave that to him. And the one in the front doing this, I gave him one of our Korean bracelets. And I was just sitting there having some snacks with him. So in this picture, it's the whole entire orphanage. Um, it's basically just their one big family. And we got to take pic we got to, the crew teams in there and some of their staff, which you can kind of see. But it's just neat to see because whenever we were there, um, they were so welcoming to us and just so, like, open. And they wanted to get to know us. They wanted to play games with us. And it's just cool because they don't have, like, you know, like a brother and sister. They don't have a mom and dad. It's just them, and they're just one big happy family. So in this picture at camp, um, it was Andrew, Hannah, Haddon, me, and Seth. And the game was they had a balloon covered with shaving cream on it. So 
the task was we had to see who could get all the shaving cream off without popping it, who got it the fastest. And Andrew beat us. So that was fun. And that was the aftermath. <laughs> so basically, um, this is me with one of the red team campers. Her name was Min. She was super sweet. But um, my camp experience was so surreal. All the campers and the counselors and the teachers, they were just so open to us and just so awesome to be around. And it's just really cool because the God that we serve is a 24-7 God. Like, he is working on the clock just all around the world. And, like, we don't see, like, what is going on over there. So before I even went to Korea, like, I didn't really realize that because he is just working all across the country. So it was just cool to meet new people and to see, like, how he was still working with us. And because camp, it did have its moments where, you know, we were tired. We were, we had long days. We had long hours. And the language barrier was tough. But, you know, I prayed to God, and he gave us the strength to, like, power through that whole week. So that was just really cool, and that was really encouraging. Thank you. How are all y'all doing this morning? I'm Seth Patterson, and this is just one of my campers with me. Um, last time we went... Uh, we got me and Jake got to go to the DMZ and Logan, and um, so it was really cool to get to do it again because the DMZ is just awesome. Um, you actually get to go on the North Korean side, and it's pretty sketchy, but it's kind of awesome at the same time. That is actually a rock soldier standing next to me. It's like the biggest and baddest of the Koreans, which he's not very big, but um, <clears throat> so he has to. Uh, they have to stand there for like two and three hours at a time, and not allowed to move. They have to stand there like that. These are just a couple of my campers. Um, with the blue team. And so at the beginning of the camp, um, the first like 10 minutes you're there, the camp, actually the campers, we get in a, like the rec hall and you have to make a cheer. So this is our blue team cheer. And I don't know if you remember, but the little guy, Alex, in uh, the picture beforehand, he had glasses on and stuff. Um, he's the one actually on my shoulders. And so it was really cool just to see because me and Mitch, we just went around like, all right, who's the littlest dude we can put on our shoulders? So we grabbed him. And then throughout the week, it was kind of the nine days. It was kind of awesome because I got to uh, know him more just from picking him up, putting him on my shoulders. And um, these are the Jeju Beach games. These are actually before the campers came. But um, so this game was pretty intense. It was a huge greased watermelon. And uh, like at the be- beginning, it's like jump ball. She throws it in the air and you have to smack it out of the air. And it's like rugby, and it's just going ham, and you try to attack each other. It's pretty fun. This is another camp game. Um, it's a huge soccer field that's all turf, and so it was really hot. And so it was like capture the flag. This is actually one of my counselors coming in hot, trying to run me over. And that's him again right there. That's Matthew. Um, it was pretty awesome just to get to know him throughout the week. And um, this is Joe Min. This is the camp director. And this was a really, really special night because every night before and previous and every night after, there's a sermon. And they did amazing jobs. But when Joe shared, he spoke in Korean, so us Americans didn't really understand. But it was awesome just to see, like sit back and watch and some of the translation that we could get. It was awesome to just see and watch the passion that he had for the kids and the kids just soaking it all in. And it was you could really tell he had it crazy amount of passion and drive for these kids and actually like half of the kids stood up and went and rededicated their lives after that and um so what i something i got out of camp that was awesome two years ago when i went um it was i was quite a bit younger so i was with more of the age group of the kids so i got to bond with the kids more and it was just i'm still in touch with some of the kids from last time actually and this year i'm a little older so 
um, I got to bond with the counselors. And a little bit of a struggle, but turned out being good at the end of the week was the last two years I went, I had Josh Crouch and Tevin Bullard with me. So I had like at the end of the day, you could lay down and talk about your day and the struggles you had your day or whatever. It was hot or whatever. Um, but this time I didn't have that. My counselors didn't really speak very good English. So um, that was a little bit of a struggle, but it was awesome to actually be able to talk to Matthew and him bond with me at the end and I actually cried leaving him and stuff. So it was pretty fun. Thank you all. Good morning. I'm Hannah Livingston, and I'm in 12th grade. So this is a picture from when we were walking around doing shopping in Seoul, and we were actually going and eating and trying a bunch of different street food, which I'm a pretty picky eater, so it was a little bit interesting for me to kind of get out of my comfort zone and try this. But this one was actually pretty good because it was just like a long, spirally potato french fry thing that you dipped in different things. Um... We did a lot of different street ministry kind of wherever we went. One of the main places that we kind of got to do that was when we would all sit down for dinner wherever we were eating that night. And one time we went to this little Korean restaurant, and um, this lady was kind of struggling to translate on the phone. So Auntie was actually able to go up there and translate for her. And with that, she was able to um, tell um, this lady about the camp in Jeju, and she wants to send her kid there. And this is another example of street ministry. Um, We were sitting in the airport waiting for our flight um, from Jeju back to Seoul, and this lady was sitting a few rows up with her child, and he was kind of looking at me, so I was, like, looking at him and, like, playing with him a little bit just from afar, and me and Seth were eating fruit roll-ups, and that kind of intrigued the little booger, and so he walked up, him and his mom walked up, and she spoke really good English, and even her, I don't even know how old her kid was, but he looked really young, and he could pronounce words really well. Um, She was actually, she was a Christian herself. Her and her husband uh, had done ministry in Jeju previously before, and, um, She's also an editor for like a Korean newspaper and she gave us her contact information and it was just really cool to get that connection with um, somebody just in the airport. Uh, At camp we did uh, four different skits. Um, They were all wordless skits and so it was kind of our way of communicating um, the message um, through the different things that we were doing. This is a picture of me screaming which happened uh, throughout the whole uh, we thought we were there. Um, I actually lost my voice. I screamed so much, which was different and new for me. Um, but something, it's kind of, camp is out of my comfort zone as far as the different things. And um, just putting myself out there, bonding with campers, um, just playing all the games, the crazy games and running around and different things like that. So it was a stretch for me, but I had a lot of fun with that. Um, this is a picture uh, the last day of camp, we were able to go and take uh, the men family out to dinner at Outback, which was really nice because we were used to eating a bunch of Korean food. So it was nice to get some like steak and stuff like that in our bellies. But um, it was pretty cool because uh, the men family, when camp starts, Joe is super busy with kids and all the activities going on. So his wife, Joanne, doesn't get to see him that much. And she's kind of on her own in that time. So just for them to sit down and kind of have a family dinner with us was really nice. And this is kind of a picture of what camp 
a little snippet of what camp looked like with the little cabins in the background and the big banner. Uh, when I first got to camp, I was pretty overwhelmed with everything. There was just uh, a whole different atmosphere, different climate. Um, just there was no AC in the cabins. So, I mean, at night, the first night we were there, we were trying to like pull and push our little twin sheets on the bed and dripping down sweat, just defeated by the day. And, um, it was just really crazy, but really what got me through that was just prayer. Um, also every one of these guys, um, sitting up here, just the support system that we had with each other whenever, whenever anything was going on. Um, I was just able to talk to them at the end of the day and just knowing that I had a support system back home as well. I was able to text my parents and just um, tell them what's going on and different things like that. So overall, it was an amazing trip. (laughs) Thank you. Good morning. My name is Logan Lovett, and I will be going to the Word of Life Bible Institute in New York in a couple of weeks. I'll be moving. (laughs) Um, This is a picture of Auntie and I. She actually, like, we had to try a lot of interesting foods while we were there. Um, And so there were these, like, really, really tiny fish in a bowl, and you could, like, see their eyeballs and stuff. But (laughs) Auntie was like, just try it. It's good. So Gracie and I, we were sitting there, and we tried them, and they weren't disgusting. But then she uh, she told us that they were anchovies. So, yeah, if I would have known that, I wouldn't have ate it. But... (laughs) So um, while we were in Seoul, we basically were just your typical tourist. Um, we matched in super bright t-shirts every single day, <laughs> more so so that like Auntie could count us and make sure she didn't lose any of us. But through that, we were given like a lot of opportunities to talk to people because they were curious of why all these like American teenagers are here. So we got to meet a lot of people through that. Um, this is a picture of us at the Demilitarized Zone. So basically, in this picture, we're in a building. Um, half of it is on North Korean um, like territory, and half of it is South Korean. So in this picture, we're actually standing in North Korea. Um, while we were there, I had like a pretty terrifying experience. <laughs> um, these are two North Korean soldiers, and I was standing at a glass window, like right up at the window, and I made eye contact with one of them, and because I was just like interested and just looking around and curious and so I make eye contact with this guy and he just basically marches over to the window and just makes eye contact with me and I was terrified I like made a face and I walked away really fast I was pretty scared but hey I'm back home safely so all is well (laughs) Um, this is a picture of me and this is actually the youngest girl that was at the orphanage and I basically just got to play with her for like 20 or so minutes, um, she was sitting on a plastic, like, bike almost, and it had a, uh, like, a handle on the back, so I was kind of just running around with her and pushing her really fast, and I got tired pretty quick, so I, like, stopped, and then she got up, and she wanted to push me around, so a few other kids helped because she couldn't do it on her own. I'm a little bit heavier than her, um, but after that, she, um, I got up, and she just looked up at me. And I'm looking down at her, and she makes eye contact with me, and she just, she just is just searching in her eyes. She's just looking for something. So I just got to pick her up and love on her, and she was holding me so tight for like 10 minutes. I was just holding her, and it was neat to just be able to love on her and love on the kids while we were there. So, um, Like Gracie was saying, when we got to camp, we all thought we were going to be junior counselors. Um, 
And so when we got there, they told us, Gracie and I, that we weren't going to be doing that. We were part of Bible club. And through that, we had kitchen duty every single lunch. And at first I was like, oh no, I hate doing the dishes. But it was actually a lot of fun. And we got to build some really strong relationships through that. Um, And this is another picture of us at camp. I don't know why they do this, but we all, um, when the kids are coming to camp, they shuttle them from the airport to camp, and we dress up like crazy people, and as the vans are coming, we're like just hitting the vans and just being crazy, and I don't know why we do that, but it's a lot of fun, and we just like terrorize the kids before they get there, I don't know. But um, all of us learned a lot from this trip, and we all took a lot from it, Um The Lord taught me a lot while I was there, and he's still teaching me a lot now. Um, Basically, I'm just realizing how amazing God is and how not amazing I am. And so it was neat to just see the Lord use me and just a sinner like me and just his desire to use me, and he wants to use me, and I, like, don't have anything to offer him. So that was just really cool to be a part of and to realize. And also, um, just we did have, like, Things that we suffered with, I guess. Um, I'm going to read a verse about that. Um, in the grand scheme of things, we really didn't suffer at all. Like, we were in a very amazing place. And, yeah, we were hot and we had to struggle and just go through different things. But it wasn't that bad. But um, through it, I got to, um, the Lord just showed me a verse through the trip. And it actually, it ended up being in my quiet time this week. So I'm just going to read it for you real fast. All right, this is from 1 Peter chapter 2, and I'm going to read 20 through 25. It says, For what credit is it if when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure? But if when you do good and suffer for it, you endure? This is a gracious thing in the sight of God. For to this you have been called. Because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed, for you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. So yeah, that's about all I have to say. Um, Thank you guys for just, you guys were a part of our trip and We're really appreciative of you and your prayers for us, and we're just really blessed to have a church family who's so mission-minded and just willing to serve um, and to send people out to serve, to do ministry. So thank you, guys. Good morning. I'm Hannah Haddon, and I'm in the 10th grade at Sebring High School. Okay, so this 17-hour flight was my very first flight, 7,509 miles away from home. And it was such a great experience to um, get to see all the plain food and, like, the toilets and stuff like that. <laughs> um, this was in a street market in Ujungbu, which is where Auntie was born. Um, we got to smell a whole lot of different smells, and most of them were fishy, but uh, it, was, it was neat to get to see that. Um, this is another one of the streets that we went on in Seoul, and it was really get, it was really cool to see how small like the streets are, and like how many people like you can pack in there. Kind of like how many like I don't know. 
But it was just so cool to like get to see that. Um, this is a palace that we went to on the last three days that we were in um, Seoul, and um, we got to just take pictures with so many random strangers, and they wanted and they were like fine with it. So like we took a we took one on the way there, we took one there. So it was just cool. Um, this is another picture at the orphanage, and it was neat to get to play with all the little ones. Um, I connected with them more than the older ones. Um, but we got to play, like, games where you, like, ran back and forth and just yelled at each other, asking you why are you at my house, and something about picking flowers. And it was just so cool to, like, get to, like, see them play and, like, learn what they were saying. Um, this is the same game that Andrew talked about, about the hula hoops. And, um, one of my counselors, Morgan, thought it'd be a good idea to put me on her shoulders. So I was like okay, let's go for it. And so we got on and off and on and off, and we just played that game. Um, this was Campfire Night, and Campfire Night really stuck to me a lot. Um, it was cool to see all my campers that I've been with for the past nine days. Like, I've gotten up with them. I've watched them, like, get ready in the morning. I've eaten with them. I've, like, gone to um, Bible time with them, and it was just so cool to watch them get up and dedicate their lives to the Lord and pro- publicly profess their faith for Him. Um, I've I've been to Campfire Night in Hudson before, um, and I went as a camper, so it was neat to see it as a camper aspect. But it was also really cool to see it as like a counselor like aspect, like, and just to watch like how much they love the Lord. Um, and then it was also neat to like sit around after everybody was gone. It was just cabin six, and then just our girls and one of the little girls, Nicole. Um, she went around to every single camper in our cabin, and she prayed for every single one of them. I couldn't understand what she was saying because she was speaking Korean, but I just knew that the Lord had something on her heart, and he was just speaking through her, and it was just awesome to see that. Um, and that's going to really stick with me for a really long time. I'm so glad I got to go, so thank you, guys. Good morning. My name is Jacob Livingston, and this trip was extra special for me because I got to have my youngest brother, Andrew, and my cousin, Hannah, with me on this trip. That was us in Jeju on the beach. Uh, Here with us at lunch in the gray is a girl named Melissa. She's actually been a little bit uh, a part of every trip that the Cree teams has been on, but she wasn't able to come to camp this year. So we met her in Seoul for lunch, and she was able to catch up with us and see us and bless us a little bit. She gave us a tour of where we were and helped us translate. Um, And this is actually a picture of the medical supplies that you guys helped provide for the orphanage. They were very, very grateful for everything that we brought, especially this lady here in the flower shirt. Her name is Mrs. No, and the girl next to her is, her name is BJ Bible Jang. Uh, She was our main contact when we were trying to find the orphanage and get everything ready to go. But they said they'd tried to get medical supplies in the orphanage before, and they'd been stopped at security every time. So they were so grateful and uh, thankful that the Lord let us take all those medical supplies. We had a whole suitcase full of medicine that they really, really needed. This is a waterfall in Jeju, Korea, uh, that we got to go with the campers. We had a Jeju day, and we took our little campers, and we were swimming in this little water hole in the waterfall. They had a great time. This is a picture of us at camp doing our red team cheer. We had such a great time. And like Hannah said, I'd never yelled so much in my life. I lost my voice and uh, I think I got a little sick. I don't know. But we had a fantastic time. And throughout the camp, they were split up into two teams, the red team and the blue team. And we all played games to see who would win. And as you won, you earned points for your team. This is a a game where we had to get really close and uh, fit inside the hula hoop. Everybody's been talking about that one, but uh, Koreans don't really have as much of a concept of personal space as Americans do. 
So you were climbing on top of each other trying to win this game. This is a picture of everybody at the, uh, all the red team boys. They were our cabin mates, and we got very, very close to them, both literally and figuratively. We, uh, we grew close to them and are able to witness to them, and we're so proud of the changes they had made in their life. But we also, um, all of those kids lived and slept in an area about as big as a stage. We all had these little mats that we would get, you know, stack up on top of each other, and it was very close, but we loved him. This kid especially, his name was Daniel. He gave his testimony for Campfire Night, and it was amazing to see how the Lord had changed his life just in those nine days, because when he got there, he wasn't interested very much in the camp, and he didn't sing during worship, and he just was kind of bored with the whole idea, but by the end, he was on his knees praising God in prayer in the middle of worship, and it was fantastic to see. It's amazing for us to be a part of this Korea team mission trip because we have a little bit of a different focus than uh, the other mission trips that BFC takes. Is we don't really go there to build houses or give them physical needs because Korea is pretty well off. They have got a great economy and they're doing well financially, but spiritually they're searching for hope. They're searching for something to live for. And the Korean campers were under an immense amount of stress with their academics. So we wanted to go over there and show them the love of Christ and give them, give them the best blessing that we could, which is the gospel. So we were just able to love on them, and it really impacted this one right here, this Daniel. So thank you. Didn't they do a good job? Oh, I love this kid. So I'm here to just give you a little bit of... Uh, well, actually, Lord gave us lots and lots of blessings. Last two years, just being with these kids, getting to know them, um, their families, their parents. It's, it's just been a wonderful experience for us. And um, just to share with these kids the country I'm from. Um, Andrew said from, from airplane, our soul looked like Lego City. And it did. It was just high rises everywhere. Just need to share about my culture. And um, it was really interesting also and neat that I, and Logan mentioned before how we had matching shirts so I could count them, make sure I didn't lose anybody. And they would wear shirts and they would listen. They obeyed when we were there. It was a great blessing. And like pictures like this, we have no idea why we did that, but they were just, okay, let's take it. Okay, if you said it, we'll just take a picture. So there they are. Um, Bottom right by Jacob is Joe Min, and um, they mentioned Joe. Joe is one of the um, missionaries that we support as our church family, and he's been here several times and in, to Sebring and stayed with us and worked with our Korea kids and our youth. And he absolutely loves us to come because he said whenever we get there, we're like breath of fresh air, and they get energized because our team come. And we always bless them this year, um, like last two years, because you gave we spoke in february i think or march and church family y'all gave money and because of the extra money we had we were able to give joe thousand dollars so because you gave we were able to give um this young lady name is gracie we met her in 2012 on our first missions trip 
And when I first got to the camp, I noticed that physically I'm a nurse and I'm always assessing people. And uh, I saw her and I thought, you know, something is not right about this girl. Her eyes were kind of bulging out. She had a big goiter on her neck. And I thought she's got some medical issues and endocrine problem. So a little bit after I made some, you know, contact with her and built some report with her, I asked her, you know, I'm a nurse. You want to talk? And so and she told me she has some thyroid issues. And, and because of her appearance, she had a lot of self esteem problem and her parents were not doing well and she was under stress about school so she was going she was a mess she was going through a lot so as a team 2012 team we pray for her just about every day we pray for her and I didn't know that she knew we pray for her so 2016 four years later now she's at this camp as counselor so first day I meet her I knew she was going to be there because I was being in contact with her on Facebook and we meet her, and she said, and she calls me Auntie Helen, too. And she said, Auntie Helen, do I look better? I said, yes, she did. And she got some medical help, and she actually looked really, really good. And she just wanted reassurance that she looked good. And, and so we were in contact with her all throughout camp. And then the last day, the morning we left, all these BI students and counselors got up early in the morning. That was only that they had off, but they wanted to see us off. So they all came saying goodbye, hugging, crying. They went through all that. And here's Gracie comes to me and says, do you know why I really came to this campus counselor? She said, because in 2012, you all prayed for me. And she just want to be with us one more time. So it was really cool. Um, another blessing, because you all gave, this is Janelle. She's one of the BI students. And when I first got there, her knee was swollen. So I said, um, I said, what is wrong with your knee? And she said, I don't know. It's been swollen for three weeks, but I don't think I have money to go see a doctor. I said, oh, no, you're going. So we just took her to the doctor with us. So all in all, we took five BI students and four of these kids here, not huge injuries, but enough so that we need to go see a doctor. So we took nine kids to the doctor, and we pay for all of that and the medication and everything. So it's because you all gave, and we're able to give back to them. And there's some of my nursing duties. Next. And this little girl beside Logan, his name is Esther. She is a pre-nursing student. When she got there, apparently she told them she was a pre-nursing student. They put her in charge of nursing. She didn't know anything. <laughs> she was scared to put a Band-Aid on. So when she found out that I was a nursing instructor, of course, we had a great context. I had a little Korean student while I was there able to disciple her as well. So we come back after camp back to um, Seoul, and I told her, if you have any questions now, you, uh, you know, Facebook me or text me. Because we came back from a camp, but they still had another little camp to go to. So she was still a nurse at the camp. So she uh, Facebooked me, and she was asking me questions. I mean, cute questions like, well, someone had a cut. What do I do? She knew how to clean. But next day, she said, but bandage is stuck. How do I take this off? She did. <laughs> she was a pre-nursing student, but it was really cool. Another blessing we had was just taking Joe Min's family out. Like someone said earlier, they just, Hannah said earlier, they don't get to spend time with Joe at all because he is so busy with the camp. 24-7, he's on call. He's doing different things. So his wife and kids get neglected. So we took the kids out, buy him toys, and go out to eat. So that was one of the blessings that we gave to them. Um, this is something that they got to see last night. They didn't know I took this picture. So after camp, um, uh, campfire night, something must happen, and they were counseling this Korean uh, student. It, 
on the outside, it says counseling room. And I just happened to go by, and I thought, oh. And there they are. And um, it was really blessing. Our, our students were doing that. It was a blessing to God know this lady named Miss Snow. She's a director of that uh, orphanage. She's been involved with this ministry for 40 years. And just to meet her, just you just know she's elegant, and she's just graceful, awesome um, Christian who loves, loves these children. Just having all those kids around you is just a blessing. They want to touch you and love on you, kiss on you. It was just awesome. Um, so we would like to share their need. Orphanos.org is a fee-free donor management. It's a Christian organization, which means that whatever we give, 100% goes to kids. There's no administrative fee. That comes from some other area. So next. So 1997, they've given, you can look through that, but if you look at the very bottom, zero fees are taken, and they have many, many locations throughout all the globe. Um, so we actually have some cards out there. In this foyer and the other foyer, we have 10 kids. We asked them, can you send some pictures of the kids who need sponsors? So this little guy, um, he is, I think, three years old, and when he get, grows up, he wants to be a policeman. And then this little one is three, and he wants to be a pastor when he grows up. He's only three. And this little one, when she grows up, she wants to be a rabbit. I have no idea. So uh, to become a supporter, it's really simple. If you, God leads you to do that, we've been praying about this. We put our hands on those kids. We're hoping that our church would partner with us to do this. You just simply go to orphanos.org on Internet, and it says donate, huge letter, donate. And then it tells you how you can do that, and you just have to find Isaac home, which is a South Korea. And... What's different with Isaac Home than any other organization I've met? Because we always had kids we support. We actually have one in Ethiopia right now and Dominican Republic. <clears throat> we support. And, but what they do is everything that you give goes to child's savings account. As Andrew mentioned before, when kids are out of high school, when they're 18, whatever comes first, they have to go out of the orphanage. And they have nobody. They have no first cousins, aunts. they have no one. They're it. So what Korean government does is if they can find supporters, then they could actually have a little bit of nest egg when they get out, whether it's $1,000 or $10,000. Depends how much supporters give. So Korean government matches up to $30 a month. So if you give 10, they'll match 10. 30, 30. If you give 70, they still only give 30. But they'll match up to $30. It goes straight into kids' savings account. So when they're 18, they have a little bit of money to start a new life or go to school or whatever they need to do. Uh, there's no set fee. You can give $5 a month or 10 whatever you can give. There's no set fee. There's, go back one. There are 74 orphans. Go back one. <clears throat> um, and only 15 are supported right now. Uh, at that orphanage, and we do have 10 pictures in both foyers if Lord leads you to do that. If you want to pray about it, and you can call us, and we can uh, easily set up. There are uh, many, many more kids that may be supported, but we just have pictures of 10. So quickly, um, story about orphanage. Their orphanage is set up where if you are given up when you are a baby, like this picture, they go to what they call baby orphanage, and they have to grow up there for three years. And then you get to move down to a different orphanage, like the pictures that you've seen all this morning. So 
in this baby orphanage, uh, Miss Noah's explained this to us, um, there are a lot of kids, lots and lots of kids in orphanage, because right now Korean adoption is shut down. There's no, you cannot adopt a kid from um, Korea, internationally shut down, because they've heard some, I guess, some bad things happen when the kids were out of their country and they came and reported back to the government, and the government just totally shut down. So government is involved in raising these orphans. So a lot of these kids and baby orphanages are in this little crib after crib after crib after crib. Not enough people volunteering. They do have a lot of people, but just not enough. So a lot of these kids are fed just by are propped. They don't even get held a lot of times. So some of these kids have problem with um, just relating to the uh, people. <laughs> so when they go to a regular orphanage, they don't know how to interact with people. They don't know how to hug them. Or So next picture. So this little girl it grew up like that. But when we got there, she's seven now, and she looked great. They did a great job at their orphanage. So uh, the Miss No said when she first came that she didn't know how to hug people. She was just kind of timid. She was by herself. But then at the end, they just helped her and helped her, and now she's like anybody else. So you would not know that she came from the baby orphanage. And not just her, but a few of other kids are from there. Some kids are dropped off at an orphanage at a later age, but if you are from a baby orphanage, you, they can see the difference with this kid. So before Paul and I went to Korea, we said, we're going to support another child. What is one more? So we already decided that. When we get there, how do you pick from all these kids? They're all cute. I mean, first girl comes up, Paul said, I'm in love with that one. Okay, I'm so we couldn't. But Miss No actually brought this child to us and said, okay, you know, can you just spend some time with this child? She didn't know we were going to do that. So she picked this child for us. So we are going to be supporting this kid. Now, the neat thing is, whenever we go back to Korea, we can have her. We cannot take her out of the country. So we are actually going back in November. <clears throat> we get there November 3rd. I get to have her on November 4th at 3 o'clock. So we're really excited. So um, just thank you so much for supporting us um, with financially uh, praying our elder board, our mission board, and our pastors. You guys are just so behind you know, us going there, and we had a really, really, really great time, learned a lot, got stretched, uh, but through that, I think that we bonded even more, so I just want to thank you. Thank you for listening to us. I think that's one thing that's really neat is, as you get a chance to see God do things, not only in their lives, but around the world. And I think the best thing that we could have given any, North, any kid in South Korea is the gospel. So I don't know about you, but I'm excited. I'm excited that God raised money so they could go. I'm excited that God brought Helen to Lake Placid, Florida many, many years ago. So that we could be part of an organization and send kids to Korea and serve. It's really, really neat. So I just want to close our time together with this verse. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May, the whole, may, the, may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. I don't know about you, but I think the Lord needs a round of applause this morning for what he's done in these guys' life.
Father, I thank you for the opportunity to gather as a family, and I thank you for these young people. And I thank you, Lord, that you took them out of their comfort zone. They had to work hard, eat weird stuff. But, Father, at the campfire, you moved, and they got a chance to see that. And so, Father, may you continually move in their lives to draw them close to yourself. And may the gospel be all that matters to them. And thank you for the orphanage. Thank you, Father, that there's a pastor there. And there's church service that took place already today. So, Father, may you just open our hearts to know how we can best be involved. And, Father, thank you for bringing the Belchers here. For raising them up in Sebring, Florida and sending them out to Thailand. Use them, Father. What a wonderful day to see you work in young people in our community. So, Father, use our lives. It's your name I pray. Amen. So if you want to visit.